Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about heavy-duty parts that keeps trucks and trailers on the road longer while lowering costs per mile. We hear a lot about alternative energy in the trucking industry, and we know that it's coming. We know that there are many forms of alternative energy. And today, I'm really excited to talk to our guests because they are an expert in this space, and I think we're going to be able to learn quite a bit about a very specific way that alternative energy can be used for the trucking industry. My guest today is Zachary Benson, the National Director of Accounts at Green Road Energy. Now, Green Road Energy is a company that is dedicated to making alternative energy truly usable power source for the trucking industry. They're offering these new solutions for transportation companies who want to reduce cost. That's a big subject on on our show. They want to reduce downtime. Of course, we want to avoid unscheduled downtime and for companies that want to reduce pollution. Zachary, welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. So glad to have you here. Hey, thank you so much, Jamie. I appreciate the, any opportunity getting to speak over about uh, all of the different uh, technology that's coming out there and just trying to help out in the industry uh, all together, especially. Okay, so your energy is created from the power of wind, but it might not be what people think when they hear that. So could you explain the process to us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's honestly just as simply as it kind of sounds, but uh, essentially, you know, we're pushing any vehicle uh, on highways or any streets, and we're always pushing through wind out of everything. So even if it's still air, gusts, it doesn't matter. As we push through that speed that we're cutting through, uh, that is kind of a usable force, um, you know, and even for like a windmill, that's something that'll stand still and catch a breeze. But for vehicles that we're already having to push through uh, and help and making on these deliveries and such, uh, it uh, for us, it just seemed like such a fallback that it was uh, almost seemed kind of clear to us to kind of catch on some of that extra energy, especially when, when everyone's kind of moving towards this kind of green standards. Um, so using this wind that's actually passing by uh, was kind of our whole uh, concept and idea that we kind of capitalized on here. Right. So depending on the powertrain of the vehicle, it's not going to eliminate emissions, but it can reduce uh, the amount of emissions because it's actually capturing this unused energy. Okay, I get it. So what hurdles did you have to overcome to develop this technology and get it to work properly? So specifically about this system, uh, we've had this uh, going about uh, two to three years um, for this tag system is how we call it, a trailer auxiliary generator. Uh, but before that, we've actually been uh, in testing and in different fields for close to 10 years uh, going on about different ideas and how we can kind of figure out any charging solutions for these trucks. Because there's a lot of different things that are going on, especially if they have these reefers where they're trying to keep products cool, uh, or if they have lift gates specifically, pallet jacks, all of these different power sources that they're needing to help keep uh, and feed. So for us, 
uh, kind of jumping over any technical issues specifically for this latest one being positioning. So clearly positioning it closely to the corner of the truck and having it angled out to the side is the best way without any type of drag uh, was something that we had to kind of figure out as well. Uh, not to mention for the batteries that are uh, completely parallel, that was also a big thing that we were trying to do because you have what's also a voltage drop-off. So with that being the case, that can also kind of significantly damage batteries that we're trying to keep and maintain. So keeping them powered and doing this and positioning it, that was what really took us a lot of catered time. Um, but overall, we've really also tried to just cut down on making sure that we're not overcomplicating it. You know, it's it is just a wind turbine that we've really uh, mounted underneath and we're able to just position it correctly where we're catching anything, adding no drag. We're actually, as the wind comes by, it's trying to fill a void and that void is taking that wind and it's tunneling it back right into our generator. As with most things, it's uh, years in the making, right? I often think like people will will first be introduced to something and they're like, wow, it's like an overnight success. It's like, yes, 10 years in the making. <laughs> right. No, lit, most literally. Uh, it, it took us a little bit of time and I think it was mostly uh, going through different designs. I mean, this is in our, this is, like I said, for two to three years, even just for this wind generator design. Before that, we had, uh, we have an iMix system is what it's called too. And, and that one would actually go on the, on the drive shaft. So. This one has just been the most fluent and I think making the most sense because as you're going, you're going through the wind. It just, everything started to kind of make and click sense uh, for this one rather than the others. Okay, so you've created this technology that captures the wind, creates energy. Uh, what kind of applications is this used for? And then I've got a couple other follow-up questions. Yeah, no, absolutely. So applications, I mean, on a day-to-day -day drive for any you know company, it's probably going to be a list of multiple stops. So as you're coming to you know your next location to have your drop off, uh, they're gonna you know gonna have your drivers coming out and they're gonna go and activate that lift gate and they're gonna have that have to load down, load up, load down, load up, so they can pull off these pallets or whatever they're unloading, um, and that's going to be a significant drop off on any of the batteries storage. So the only biggest thing out there besides this is maybe like solar. And that's definite, like we're a big, you know, contributor to that as well. We definitely see a benefit there and we'll even help uh, do some install with it and we'll even match it. We'll actually connect it to our system. Mm -hmm. But as soon as ours starts coming in, so once the vehicle is starting to drive um, again, this will actually go three times as powerful than any of the solar energy. So it'll completely help sustain and if not uh, come close to at least 80% uh, of full capacity like before you're even going to reach your next stop. Because uh, essentially, even at 18 miles per hour, um, you don't have to go anywhere near highway speeds to necessarily generate power. Even at 18 miles uh, per hour, you're actually generating enough to charge right there. Wow. So traditionally, where is the power source for uh, a power lift gate? Uh, so the power lift gate is going to be powered based off of the uh, two batteries that are going to be underneath the side of the trailer. So that's going to be about halfway uh, down the uh, left-hand side is typically where they have that mounted. And it's usually a, a little battery bank or whatever box, and it's going to have those two batteries there. Uh, and we're basically trying to tether uh, completely right across from it parallel to the other side of the trailer so that we can angle our generator out, catch that wind on that side of the trailer, uh, and then feed that power directly back to those batteries. 
Okay, so traditionally, when those batteries ran down, what did they have to do to recharge them? That was where diesel power really was the only solution. Um, So there's uh, some different connections that they would have to do, and they would have to run the cab. So running the cab was going to be uh, the biggest solution, you know, as an alternator or whatever, to kind of help power back and charge up those batteries. Uh, And the only other solution, like I said, even nowadays is coming down to solar. Uh, but, you know, solar, We like I said, we love the solar portion because it's just as green. Problem being is it's the biggest fallback that we've heard a lot of everywhere is that you've only got so much, you know, so many hours you can do. You know, these overnight deliveries, they're not going to get any benefit from that. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, it could be rain or shine. And that's really where we thought, you know, wind, it doesn't matter as long as you're pushing that truck. And that's what we're looking to do with them all day long. Right. So um, anytime you're putting load on your engine, you're burning more fuel, you're, that's, that's more emissions. So if you can take that load off, you can charge these batteries without having to burn extra fuel, use up horsepower. This is a good thing. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I got a few more questions for you. Don't have a heavy duty part number and need to look up a part? Go to parts.diesellaptops.com or download the app on Apple or Android to create your free account. Looking for high-quality fuel injection for heavy-duty applications? Having one supplier for fuel injection allows you to better serve customers by providing them with a complete line, which increases your sales and profitability. Learn more at ambacinternational.com slash aftermarket. Okay, we're back from our break, and before the break, we were learning about Green Road Energy's technology, this, this wind turbine. It's uh, used to power things like um, the batteries for a power liftgate, as an example. I had another question, Zachary. Uh, is this also or could this energy also be used to power like the refrigeration units, um, things like that, that are typically powered with a diesel generator? So I'm kind of glad you actually mentioned the reefer anyhow. So specifically, uh, we're kind of in the mindset like we can definitely power anything that's going based off of auxiliary power. Uh, But a reefer is a huge thing. And it's actually something I would say we've also been dabbling with on the side, um, specifically as its own piece. So it's something that we're excited to help unveil as well, because we're we're always kind of looking into different areas for our technology. Um, So I think it's something that we would consider almost as a separate piece that might uh, eventually be a a connected piece that we can do with our tag systems. So it might be, yep, just might be a second uh, step to these, you know, any of these distributors that are looking to uh, help refrigerate and keep cool on their products as well. Okay, great. So at the outset in your bio, uh, you mentioned cost reduction. So how much of a cost reduction could someone see using your technology? Well, uh, especially lately, that's going to be significant because obviously we've seen as uh, we struggle through these uh, diesel prices that have been on the rise, we've been kind of trying to calculate a little bit differently. Um, so going off of even like today's average, I kind of checked it uh, earlier today, uh, it's around uh, somewhere in the $5 range for a gallon of diesel. Um, and that's definitely significant. And even before we had calculated it uh, around like three and a half gallons, you know, beforehand. Um, and we're looking at today's date close to $1,000 annually saved per tag system. So this is because of each work week that we have, uh, we are saving uh, close to, uh, what's it called, three and a half gallons of diesel. So from there, uh, we're saving that much diesel on a work week of 50 hours and multiply that times 52. So we're getting close to uh, about $1,000 saved per per tag unit in use. 
Okay, so any fleets that are listening, just go outside in your yard and look at all the trailers in your yard and start adding up how many thousands of dollars that is. That's exciting. Uh, you mentioned the reduction in downtime. Help me understand uh, the connection and like, where does the downtime happen traditionally and how does your technology alleviate that or prevent it? No, absolutely. Um, so for the downtime, obviously, obviously it's going to be where it comes down to it's too late for the battery. So the batteries come to a point where it's basically completely depleted. It's dead. Uh, there's nothing else to, you know, to be able to move this lift gate. And that was another big thing for us. We've had a lot of members that we knew specifically and directly where we were hearing stories of people, you know, they're stuck and they cannot get their lift gate to come down or back up. And they've got product that even if they are attempting to do this offhand, uh, that's going to be a real difficulty for them. So it's, become you know known for companies where they're actually spending the money to even send another truck or a service vehicle out there to go now and reinstall new batteries or anything like that or they're sitting here attempting to see if the cab can help charge it up so all of these solutions are just draining through and depleting extra costs uh, and that's where it becomes a big benefit to have this uh, where it's going to completely sustain uh, and you can help monitor as well yeah, it's it's like it's it's never just the the couple batteries that would need to be replaced, let's say, if they were depleted and, and were no longer chargeable. Like that's not the real cost. The real cost is all those things that connect to the downtime event. Like you said, you can only imagine if you've got some sensitive goods that need to be delivered at a specific time and now you're stuck in <laughs> at a lot and you're trying to offload onto another trailer and cross dock and oh my goodness, all of a sudden the cost of labor and time just skyrocket. So I see that that makes a lot of sense. So this is the heavy duty parts report. We love to talk about parts. Once this unit is installed, you get all these benefits of it. Uh, there's going to be maintenance and servicing needed on the actual unit. So what kinds of parts are, uh, would ever need to be replaced? What What does the maintenance cycle look like on the wind turbine and your technology? So ironically, this is our favorite part is that we've Pretty much, and this is what we actually delve deep into, really trying to develop it because you know we know more than anything these trailers on the road, um, almost if not twenty four seven, you know, in, in in between maybe sleeping patterns and such. But this is constantly in use, uh, and they're highly rated to go in this. So, uh, in the least, our units are completely rated to go without any type of maintenance for the most part. It's really just without any type of damages to it. Um, so it's completely uh, rhino coated as well to make sure that it's protected from any type of uh, debris that may be coming through. The, the biggest issue I would say to make sure and just to do a walk around for any drivers is just to make sure that on the front screen of the wind generator that there's no uh, plastic or debris that's blocking it. Um, but besides that, I mean, these can be completely cleaned uh, as well as that the generator, even on northern states where there may be snow uh, and other weather conditions, uh, the generator will actually warm up enough to actually melt through any type of the snow. Uh, and also with the wind flow, it's going to keep tunneling all of that through and keeping it nice and clean. Um, so with any type of maintenance being, it's also based off of a generator that's with magnets. So it's actually completely frictionless on that. So there is uh, only one portion that has a bearing and that is still rated to go live uh, any of the trailers uh, that are still on the roads. Right, right. I mean, We'd love to say that all the trailers are replaced every 10 years, but we know that that's not true. It could be 12 or 15, but yeah. And that's a good thing with the, uh, the Northern, like I, I live in Canada and man, in the middle of winter, your vehicle can just get coated with, with like slush and ice and, and water. And then all that freezes solid. So 
I know like with LED lights um, in the in the headlamps, there was a big issue up, up here where the the old lights generated enough heat to melt and keep the snow off off the light and these LEDs were being completely covered so they actually had to design them with heaters inside of them just to keep it so that the ice would melt so the generator creates enough heat to take care of that that that's awesome oh yeah no absolutely that was our biggest thing is trying to make sure that you know it kept clean and that it's pretty much uh, as maintenance free as you can because it's just it's just constant electrical wiring and the only thing to it is just that generator Uh, And that's, like I said, that's going off of a frictionless uh, going with those magnets. So there is no type of maintenance to kind of look into that. It's really just kind of making sure condition wise um, that it's staying clean. But uh, the wind does all of that work for us where it's continuously tunneling through. It's cleaning out any dirt and uh, stuff that's going to be coming through constantly. And do you just wash it when you wash the trailer? Absolutely. Yeah, we, we even we even say like. Probably uh, with pressuring, just uh, stay a little bit further out so you're not going directly in the generator to like damage any parts to like remove them if you're doing a pressure hose. Um, but other than that, I mean, you can go full full blast with cleaning on it. Um, it like I said, it's got the the coating on the outside to make sure that it's um, you can scrub it and you can completely do anything like that. But for the most part, you probably just need to spray it off as you're doing the rest of the trailer. Okay. And then um, when it comes to installation, like some of this technology, I've I've had companies come on the show where they actually have like crews that go out and install it. Others, they just sell the, the parts and, and then the, the mechanics or technicians install it themselves. What's the situation with your technology? And is there any kind of specific training that would be needed if they do indeed install it themselves? Uh, well, we know this is a world of flexibility and business. So everyone has different um kind of resolutions to whatever they can kind of accommodate with. So uh, that's really what we wanted to do. That being said, we have uh, through our official distributor, we're actually through uh, Layman's Liftgates. Um, mm-hmm. So they actually have 300 plus locations that can help with any type of uh, serviceable needs on the actual tag system. Um, but on top of that, uh, we especially like to encourage and offer um, any type of training programs to certify um, and educate anybody who's interested in the uh, upkeep and con- constant maintenance of any of these tag systems that are on the road and just kind of a, a, a fuller understanding. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, is this something that's an aftermarket add-on or is it also OE on some trailers? Uh, it's definitely looking to be uh, a little bit of both is that it, depending on who we're doing it through distributor wise, um, it can be considered as an OE. So we're trialing with the uh, making it as an open solution for anybody who's just trying to add on to maybe just a few trailers uh, or if they're trying to outfit to a fleet. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Zachary Benson, the National Director of Accounts at Green Road Energy. To learn more about Green Road Energy, visit greenroadenergy.com, just like it sounds. Its uh, links will be in the show notes, so you can just click through and uh, check out their site. Zachary, thank you so much for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jamie. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the independent parts and service channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.